Wedding season isn't over just yet. And let me tell you why having a good skincare regime is so important during that specific season. There is nothing better for the ego than get all the younger kids hitting on you at a wedding event. I mean, that's not exactly what happened to me, to be 100% honest. It was their mothers hitting on me for them. But that's besides the point. The point being that everyone thought I was a lot younger than I actually was. And I want to help you make this happen for yourself. So I found this great, clean, green, gentle skincare line that helps me get naturally glowing skin. And as you have heard me talk about it in the past so much already, it is 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And it is called BioClarity. It has this new ingredient called Floralux made from chlorophyll, which has proven to nourish the skin and soothe away imperfections and blemishes. Honestly, I've lost probably around two years on my skin, thanks to BioClarity Skincare. After a little summer getaway and a whole lot of flying, I've been using the Essentials Routine, which is three easy steps to get a beautiful, smooth, hydrated skin without greasy products sitting on your skin and making you look like a ball of sweat. Little side note, I have ran out of my Restore Tube, so if anyone at BioClarity is listening to this podcast, please help a girl out and send me a new one, because I'm very devastated and you really know someone loves a brand when they are begging their sponsors for a freebie if that doesn't happen for me i may even use my own discount code which is even sadder than what i just did bioclarity is delivered straight to you and it is super easy it's three steps so if i were you i would get started on healthier habits with your skincare and all you have to do is go to bioclarity.com now my listeners will get their first month for 50 percent off a routine and shipping is free because i'm just so fucking nice and it comes with a hundred percent risk-free money back guarantee if you want to benefit from all this you need to enter my code which is d-i-a-n-a so that's bioclarity.com and enter my code d-i-a-n-a and that's for Deanna, by the way, not Diana. You can't sit with me. Hosted by Deanna Espear. Well, well, well. I am in... Oh, I, I, don't, I don't even want to do this catch-up today. I'm in south of France for a wedding, and I could not pass the opportunity to talk to one of my favorite independent podcasters. Her name is... I'm going to butcher your name. So <laughs> Mandy <me>. Slutsker. <laughs> Mandy Slutsker. I mean, but it is spelled Slutsker. So, you know, I was never going to say that. Even if it well, was, I was just going to pronounce me, it wrong just in case. It made me popular in high school. <laughs> That's great. Mandy Slutsker from the Is This Real Life podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining my, you know, miserable rants every week. Because these podcast episodes are not now turning into rants. Well, uh, how can you rant when you're in the south of France? I, I, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. But I think you should start with your rant first because I, I genuinely feel sorry for you. <laughs> then we can get to mine. So I have a puppy. She's six months old. Her name is Stassi after, you know... Oh, Vanderpump, obviously Vanderpump. Yeah, Boys, you know. Um, and she was spayed last week. And so she's got the most serious case of FOMO I've ever seen in a human or a dog. What do you expect? Her name's Stassi. I know. She doesn't want to miss out on anything. And so she woke up from anesthesia faster than any other dog they'd seen at the vet. And I, they were just like, we took the tube out and she was like, wait, what, what I miss. And she's been a little off since getting spayed and just hates being cooped up. 
and this morning she woke me up at 4.45, which is just so not her style. She likes to sleep in normally mm-hmm. and oh my God. And it doesn't matter who walks by, she needs to be greeted. Well, when Luna got spayed, she was jumping around like a little circus animal. And to the point, you, you know, you said your Stasi had to get sedated. So did yes. Luna because she was so hyper. She was also FOMO. She was like, oh my gosh, I'm missing out on like a whole day of moving around and being a little bitch. Um, she's lovely, but you know, she, she gets a little sassy sometimes. My dog's a Westie and they call it Westitude. They oh, have their oh. Own sort of attitude. Is there so. such thing as pomitude? Like, I'm sure. Pomitude. Our dogs would probably get along. Oh my goodness. Or they'd hate each other. As two queen bees, they would either love each other or maybe hate each other. Yeah, that, that's true. I yeah. don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm jet lagged and I'm so tired. The, the tiniest things really fuck me off. And sorry about my nasty language. I know that you're very, very lovely and classy. I'm not. Oh, I swear sometimes. I grew up so my aunts and my grandma swore a lot, but my mom never did. So um, I didn't really grow up with like swearing in the house. And, but my, Neither. Like, um, my bubby, uh, my Jewish grandmother, she swore. And so I learned all my swear words from her. So yeah. see, my house was never, was always like very nice, no swearing, nothing. And so I don't know what happened to me. I'm just the black sheep of the family. So, you know, I'm swearing about people texting me. I'm also having a really like a, a huge rant about the fact that I'm in South of France in Monaco, which makes me the most unlikable, unrelatable, un-everything person in the world. But I, but if I explain to you why, I really feel like you're going to feel my pain. I'm sure I will. Although okay. I absolutely love the South of France. Uh, yeah, so do I. I actually love being here, but it's the reasons why I'm here. So family wedding. It's not even a family wedding. I am here for a family friend wedding. Oh. and it's And it's a Jewish wedding. You know, Jewish weddings always look like so much fun. People are being carried on chairs. The cute rabbi is singing. But there's really a very dark side to Jewish weddings. Number one, the dark side is when you're here by yourself. So you oh don't my have God, a husband. Everyone, everyone. T- ha- oh, my God. Have you met my son? He's a doctor. He's living in Atlanta. You could go meet him. I'm sure. You know, and it's like, I'm sure... No. <laughs> well, the answer to that is I don't need you to meet a guy. G- go fuck yourself. Also, when you're by yourself, it's not just the like annoying little grandmothers like trying to hook you up with, you know, the most desperate person in the universe. It's also the people staring at you because, you know, when you're here by yourself, people look at you and they're like, what is so fucked up about you that you have oh, here alone? No. I mean, yes, I do. I think in some cases people are like that. Only super judgy people. No, no, no. But the, the, the community where I'm from, and this is Monaco. This isn't like a super cute like countryside wedding. This right. is Monaco. If I, the, the people I'm around are people who are staring and thinking, what is so fucked up about you that makes you be here by yourself? So they're like looking, even if like I make the effort to have a great dress, my hair's on point, the makeup, everything. I look like I've slept even though I'm dying and I'm jet lagged. People are going to look for something about me that they can talk about because I'm here by myself. That is what, that is the dark, dark part. of (laughs) I can totally relate. Everyone in my family is married um, and so all my, like my brother, all my cousins. And so every time there's a big Jewish wedding and everyone's like, so Mandy, I'm not going to bring anyone that I'm not serious about. 
number one. And number two, I don't need to have this conversation. And yeah, and also, I don't need to have this conversation with someone I'm not super close with. Exactly. It's the, and but mind your business. Time, if I'm in a community like that, I'm just thinking of how unhappy they all are. Oh my gosh, they I was having this conversation with my my sister like today. She was like, happy. She was like, how like how are you? And I was like. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Asking me how I am. All my friends are like, where I'm from, I'm from like a small town in Switzerland. People get married very young. They all have kids very young. You know, people start thinking once they turn 25 or 26, everyone feels like they need to get married. So they'll just find someone and get married and get engaged. Even yeah, if it, and then they'll be divorced months. like, what, five to 10 years later. Well, that's what people say to make themselves feel better, but you never know. But the truth is, I know that 50% of them is like the pressure of like, it's time. Whereas... I'm like, I don't want to end up with a bold chicken that has a hairy back, but that's just me. Right. Like I need, I need to wait and see what a guy is going to be like at 36 so that I know that he's not going to be a hot mess when he's 60. 36 is a good age. So do I. I think 36 for a guy is a really good age. Great age. There's a great thing about Jewish weddings. And what I'm going to say about them is if it's your best friend or if it's a family member or if it's someone that you genuinely care about, even if you're with a bunch of superficial people, it's great. You know, if I'm going to go to a wedding, I want to have a meaningful conversation with someone. And that's not going to be with some desperate guy. I've actually been to an ex-boyfriend's wedding. Oh my god! And you sat at a table with no one that I knew, and I knew people at the wedding, and I think it was done on purpose. Th- yeah, that's what I was going to say. That is a hundred percent done on. It purpose. was definitely on purpose. She didn't like me. Um, she was threatened or whatever. So I, um, <laughs> before I even went, I actually got my dress shortened. <laughs> oh Just wow! Horrible. And I wore even like higher heels, and I'm not a heel person. And um, I was sat at a table with no one that I knew, but there was this gay couple that was hilarious. And we ended up talking housewives. Oh, wow. Then you're you're saved. You're saved. Yes. And we each had a bottle of wine between like each one of us had a full bottle of wine and I didn't care. And I was like, he can be unhappy with this lady (laughs) who feels the need to take things out on me. Um, Oh yeah. These girls are the worst. They make husbands miserable. It's like, come on. I, I'm at your wedding. Clearly, I'm happy for you. I made the, the fucking effort. Like, don't treat me like shit. Yeah. Also, the angle I'm going for this weekend, I'm, I'm thinking a little bit ahead. I've just started drinking right now. I'm getting ready. I've just had my hair blown out. I'm like about to get in the shower, whatever, just doing this podcast, like simultaneously trying to glam myself for this wedding. And I'm already drinking. There's a mini bar in my hotel room. So I'm thinking ahead and I'm going to start drinking before I even get there. Things are going up. Things are on their way up for you. Literally, things are looking up. Let's just recap the Real Housewives of OC because if it weren't for you, I would have never watched the Real Housewives of OC. And because I've been so let down by Beverly Hills, I would have no hope left for California and reality TV. I know. Besides Vanderpump Rules, obviously. Yeah, but that's, you know what? It's Vanderpump Rules to me. Is, it's so different because it's young people. Like, yeah. You know, you can't really aspire to be like Vanderpump Rules when you're us because we're kind of similar age groups right. to them. Like when I look at the housewives, I kind of want to see myself or not um, in a couple of years. I'm not too – I don't like when they have really young housewives like Gina. Gina. She's 
angry. It's not it's not working for me. No, she's making I, me feel worse about the whole non-married thing situation. But, well, you know that in real life, her husband and her filed for divorce. Oh, well, th- I could have told you that. Right? So that's why he's not in any, you know, when they show like their family in the beginning, mm-hmm. he's not in it. And then when they're filming in the house, there are actually pictures that are blurred out if you look closely. Because so the, I think the he episode never was signed. airing when they were already divorced. Is that what, what happened? Yeah, yes. Right. I think he never signed anything. So I don't think there's any permission for his uh, face to be on television. Well, smart move of her to like think ahead like me and my drinking tonight um, by and doing the like, show. You know what? I have no career. Uh, my husband hates me. <laughs> he lives <laughs> literally in an apartment I've never seen. Yeah. And I have three toddlers. So she's I'm like, I'm going to open my mouth, judge everyone, speak very loudly, get fucked up, and I'm going to have a life for myself. Exactly. So I do appreciate that part of her, but it is like there's like something dark about seeing a young woman with young young children and a husband that you know is on the way out. I wish half of the girls that are going to give me bitchy looks tonight could watch this and see what they're about to experience. <laughs> but I do need to make a plug for you. I think what? if you're going to watch anything and have anything to aspire to, it will be The Real Housewives Dallas. And I know you just told me this. And- I know. It is so good. I'm obsessed with these women. I'm going to lose my career because of you, because all the shows <laughs> that you're making me watch. I know. It's it's ridiculous. I try and find like trying to watch them at the gym. I'm trying to watch them like while I'm cooking and like trying to keep up on everything. But Dallas, Dallas is the real deal. Who is? Okay. Let's make this a positive one. Okay. Whose husband would you want to have as your own? Uh, Eddie, Judge. Which is Tamara. Tamara's husband. Don't you think he's a bit whiny? I mean, so would I be if I had like a heart condition, but he's he's getting a little whiny. I think he doesn't want to be the focal point in storyline. Right. And she's making it. And I think that she does little tricks where she'll like try and have a conversation with him that they've already had off camera just because the cameras are rolling. And she'll be like, so do you think we should get a second opinion from another doctor? And he looks at her like furious because they've already had those serious conversations off camera likely. Right. And I think he's a little bit more private and he's like, I am happy to be part of this, but this is your story, not mine. And she's a little self-obsessed. Even her tagline the taglines on OC are a real letdown, I must say. Except for Kelly Dodd. No, I didn't like her either. It creeped me out. It is creepy, but it's funny. She, she, she's got a little bit of brandy inside of her, I feel oh, like. Oh, a lot, a lot. She has gone absolutely nuts in the past. She is a ton of fun to watch on TV, and she is so beautiful. It is, is really very, very attractive. How pretty she is. She's like a fierce kind of pretty. Yeah. Like she but scares I mean, me a little bit. So Eddie Judge is who I would choose if I had to from the OC. There's not really many options. No. Like that or Steve. But I mean, all time, it would definitely be Mauricio. Kyle so I agree with Mauricio. I was going to say, if someone asked me that question about OC, I would be like, I would take being that single girl at the wedding any freaking day than marry <laughs> any of these assholes. That's true. Yes, that is so true. I am not a fan of Emily Simpson's husband. She's the new... Um, He's one of the new awful. Ones. There's something really creepy about him. There's something really creepy about the whole relationship. Yes, how he proposed to her over Gchat after just getting divorced. In his divorce proceedings, his wife accused him of uh, being abusive emotionally and sexually. 
So So there's that. I'm not a huge fan of Gina, but I kind of, I kind of like her. There's something about her that I like. I don't know what it is and I can't put my finger on it, but there's something about her that I like. And I really feel like he treated her like shit. It's just the first thing that you do is not to yell. That is not the first option when you're trying to get someone to leave your house. So also, but there's something like when you're having a party at your house and you are serving alcohol, people are going to scream. You can't just serve alcohol, serve dinner, have games and blah, 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 and expect people to be quiet and shut the fuck up. That but is what's so confusing to me is he's, and they talk about it in this episode, he's Mormon, so he doesn't drink. And I don't believe he believes in gambling, but it's like his mom and sister were there and seemed to be partaking. So it's so confusing to me how she le- like, leads this different lifestyle if you live a different life from your wife don't get in the middle let her do her shit go into your room put earplugs on and shut the fuck up do you think that these women go into those shows with already fucked up marriages because they know it's it's their last result 100 i think you either go in with a marriage that you know is like locked down and very solid like um, on Beverly Hills, I would say Kyle yes. Mauricio, Lisa yeah. Renna, Harry Hamlin, like really rock solid and nothing will get in the way of that. And they right. you know, support their wives, but they don't become the storyline ever. They always step aside. Or, and this is most cases, I think people are a little iffy and, and they need a plan B and the show's yeah. plan B. And I think the husbands are jealous of the wives success or attention, or they're just not used to having the, their wife be the one getting all the attention. And so it leads to divorce probably much quicker. And, or they're, they know they're on the way and this is another paycheck. It's a way for them to boost their career. You know, it's not just being on reality TV. You can use this as a platform for so many other things. So I totally, totally. And I think Shannon Bedore didn't realize how rocky her marriage was when she got on, but I'm so glad that she's a housewife. I was going to say, I can't believe we haven't talked about Shannon yet because yes. Shannon is my spirit animal. She's my favorite of on the OC by far. I am getting a little bit irritated with all the weight talk. Like we get it. We can see. Yeah, I think they edit it that way. There's no way that that's all she talks about. And I think they want that to be the storyline. I think this season, because she's doing the QVC line food stuff, food, yeah. that it's like they're going to show her losing weight. What do you think is the cause for the weight gain? I mean, to me, I'm, I still think she's beautiful. And I think that gaining a bit of weight isn't the biggest deal in the world, but she gained a lot, um, which is why I think it was a storyline. Like, I think she gained maybe over 30 pounds. And what is what do you think caused that? So I, I have a feeling it was probably menopause and mm-hmm. a combination of other things because um, okay. she is at the age where menopause would happen. And um, I remember there was an episode where she said that she wasn't taking her hormones, which also messes things up because um, she believes in a lot of alternative medicine and I think wasn't listening to her like Western medicine doctor. Uh, and then also the stress of her marriage and specifically the season before, Vicky had shared that there was a time where David was physical with Shannon. And there is a 911 tape. Uh, I don't think it was released, but they they did call the police at some point. So Vicky's story... I think checks out and she vehemently denied that David had ever laid his hands on her, that she was just, they got in a fight that happens with couples. 
And then this is out there and like she's dealing with it with her family. And it's not just that everyone knows about the affair, but now they know that there's like even darker things going on. And I think that's really stressful. Let's talk about Kelly. Kelly. Kelly and the milkman. (laughs) Well, we need to talk about Vicky as well, but I want to talk about the milkman because that, first of all, it it was potentially one of the most awkward dates I've ever seen on reality TV my whole entire life. It's so obvious that she is with this guy and they are basically friends with benefits and they have great sexual chemistry, but no anything else. Like, no conversation. But then they cannot time, talk to each other. I promise you that is what dating is like in LA. I mean, I know this wasn't in LA, <laughs> but like I've been on dates in LA and honest, that's what boys are like. Really? I promise you. It's like very awkward conversation. Not much to say. Very awkward comments. People talk about themselves a lot and try and like they talk about themselves so much. And I've been out with people who I don't know have said some very awkward things to me. So in DC, the issue is like the sort of similar where people, but it's not about looks; it's about connections and political connections. And it's a little bit less right now because of no one wants to be associated with who is in the White House, Mm -hmm. but. Back in the day, people used to like love to drop, you know, who they worked for. And especially when you're younger, because you get a job on Capitol Hill and everyone thinks they're super important because they work for senator. And it's like, no, everyone else here works for a senator too. And everyone else here has connections too. And there's this thing, especially among men, where a lot of them, especially when they're right after college, literally think moving to D.C. and getting a good job is like they're going to be president. Well, you know yeah. what? It's the same here tell with you. It's, it's the same here with entertainment. It's hilarious. It, it's the same. And it's really sad, to be honest. But I should <laughs> end on a positive note and speak yes. about Vicky because I have a lot of good things. Even though what she did to Kelly was fucked up, I do have a lot of good things to say about Vicky this season. I love seeing Vicky and Steve. Maybe he's not filling up her love tank. I don't know, but I would rather see her with a guy like Steve than someone like Brooks, who is just absolutely horrible to her and for her family. It keeps her together. Her kids seem to like him and that matters so much to me because I know how much her family means to her. And so to be around a guy that she can also be around her kids with. And I love seeing her and her son because he was so reluctant to be on camera for the last 12 years. He mm-hmm. comes across as kind of a dick, but I think he's just camera shy. So and, shy. But I love, I was going to say the same thing. I love seeing them together. I love seeing them together, the scene. And I think that this season is a little annoying in the sense that every episode is like kind of preachy, like, I love you and blah, blah, blah. And there's, you know, it's not as much drama as last season, I would say, but it does make me smile when I see these girls getting on the Mexico trip like all of that stuff is good TV it's not the best TV it's not you know no I think the California franchises of housewives are really kind of not doing well although some tea on Real Housewives Beverly Hills I've heard that the other ladies are pissed that Denise Richards got a better deal like her contract is better mm-hmm. and that I've heard that Erica Jane is leading kind of a crusade against Denise Richards. Well, that might spice things up then. Yeah. Cause it's been so boring. Although I'll take Lisa Renna any day. I love Lisa Renna. Lisa Renna is my favorite of all time. She's mine too. With the exception of some of the Dallas girls, there's two girls on Dallas. I just love. 
I would like to thank you for all the insights and the inside scoops as well. Cause I feel like, you know, a lot of the stuff that you don't see on TV. I feel like you really research into that. I really, it's pathetic. The amount of space in my brain that I can hold gossip about reality TV. I feel like we need to be better friends. I know we do. I like forget what I had for breakfast, but can tell you like all the stuff about Emily's divorce. I feel like we need to move to LA and just hang out with me every morning for breakfast. Yes. Can you please tell us where we can find you, where we can follow you and where we can listen to your amazing reality TV podcast? Yes. So my podcast is called Is This Real Life with Mandy Slutsker. You can listen on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Um, it is also on Twitter and Instagram at ITRL underscore podcast. And I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Mandy Slutsker. That is S-L-U-T-S-K-E-R. So just think Mandy Slut. And if you type it in, I'm sure I will come up. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being a Housewives correspondent because I've been out of the loop. You've really always so I much always joy for my wedding back. weekend um, that I never thought I would find. But I finally feel motivated to go to yes. this wedding. I have two minutes to get ready. So even if I look like shit, you really made this day better for me. And find find the nice gay couple to talk Housewives with at the wedding. 